Match, episode 94. <clears throat> Welcome. Welcome. Uh, whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk. You can reach him at 303-548-6877. Soundhawk. Welcome Soundhawk. to Natch, episode 94. Welcome to you, Josh. Food news eventually. Welcome to me or welcome to the podcast. My name is Mark Brush. Yep. He's the insider, the gilded insider. It's important at the beginning of every podcast the to gilded tell lily. who we are. You are the gilded lily. And this I'm voice. Just stop talking for a second. Already. God. What? All right, I'm fine. It's going to be a good show. I am the eucalyptus pillow. That was a beautiful song. Uh, jaunty. It was jaunty. It could have been like the knife, but it wasn't. Nope. It was old gay. Uh, hey. 303-548-687. That's the Soundhawk me is number, and it's real, and you can use it. We, uh, we need to say thank you right now oh, to man. stalwart show contributor Greg Bagney, who if I've come up with a new nickname for. I was, I was calling him G-Bag sometimes and 4G. And then I, was, I, like I started 4G. thinking like G-Bags. I'm not sure G-Bags Sounds a little scrotal. Not the best. So I kind of felt bad. I hope Greg doesn't think I'm making fun of him. I just like, he has a great name. I just like riffing. I like playing with words. I'm a jazzer. Going through puberty? With words. I'm sick. <clears throat> but. Yeah, that's it. Now I call him, it's a combination. It's this mashup. 4G unit. You know, like G unit. And if you think about it, G unit has four G's in it, like when they say it in the song. G-G-G-G-Unit. So thank you, G-G-G-G-Unit. What did we get from G-Unit? Take well, it away, Mark. You could just call him Greg. Greg Bagney. Greg, who contributes uh, business lessons. Uh, you know what? We should, if we, maybe we will do a year in review show. And if we do a year in review show, oh my God, Greg's going to be a highlight for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of extra work. Okay, we won't do that. We'll just say right now that Greg is a highlight of 2016 in a year that was full of shit sandwiches. I'll tell you, though, watch your subscription feed because there's some, some surprises coming down the pike. We got a holiday mix, a Natch holiday mixer. Oh, yeah. It'll be about an hour's worth of music. At least. Finely curated for your Dude, Yuletide Dude, go longer. I just pleasure. hit play and zone out. You can do that. Uh, and then we've to. also, we've got if in the face. If you can make it so long that it just takes me into 2017, I might just do that. Just lock the door, what turn off the lights, just, uh, hit play, and wait for the year to come. What if you could just slip into a coma and just wake Restart. up in 2024? Would you choose that option? Well, I'd at least go 2020. No, those are pivotal years for our kids. I want to miss those years. What if your whole family could safely go into like hibernation? But do we lose those four years? Do they wake up and they're let's say, 12? Let's say you... It, you sleep for eight years and you actually lose two years, mm -mm. but you get to sleep. You're safe. You're in like a bomb shelter hibernation cave. Every life is precious. I mean, every second is precious. Every minute is precious. Are you hoping to be the next uh, Supreme Court justice, Mark? Uh -huh. You don't like that idea? <clears throat> you wouldn't take that? I saw. I can't remember what he actually. No, I don't think I'd take it. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. God, people are so Better worked get your out. iodine pills. I was talking to somebody who is uh, very liberal, very afraid of Trump, and like... A Williams man? Not a Williams man. No. Not quite that good. But so afraid of what's to come. He's like, I'm going to buy a gun. Like, what? He's like, violence is coming. I'm going to buy a gun. Oh, wait. Were you talking to me? Because I've had that thought. Of course you have. Jesus. No, I was talking... Like, that gun's going to do you any good. Well, no. I went out for beers with my friend, and we had this... Yeah, he's a very liberal-minded guy as well. Yeah, we had this very this. artistic... We were just talking about movies and writing and all sorts of good shit like you do <clears throat> and then i was kind of like i said you know I'm, I'm a little freaked out at 
and it's weird that I'm having this thought, but I kind of feel like maybe I should buy a gun. And he's like, oh yeah, I would. I was like, what? And he's like, I mean, if, he's like, you know, not to freak you out, but if I was in your situation, two kids, wife, I'd probably have two pistols and a shotgun. And I was like, I said, really? And then all of a sudden it, it was like, it's like he'd really given it a lot of thought. And he, he said, you know, and make sure the kids know how to fire each and every one of them when the time is right. Keep them locked up. No. I don't know, man. No. I'm, I'm putting together, uh, I'm starting to, to prep a little bit. I'm going to get a bunch of bottled water, some instant oatmeal, some powdered peanut butter, <sighs> Boy. some plastic tarp that you can tape over the window in case there's a dirty bomb explosion. Mm, Trump's coming. Something's coming, man. I don't know. I'm not going to attribute it all to him. Oh, yeah. Something's coming. But what do you want to do? Survive it? Kind of. Well, okay. For a little while. Ugh. Uh, it's not so, going to matter. It's not going to. So thanks, Greg. Back me, not, uh, there was all what? this discussion. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to Greg. There was all this discussion of like, this is how fat, uh, at this um, beer, the dad's beer drinking group last night. You didn't make it. It's fine. Sick. Um, yeah. Uh, fat, the first signs of fascism. Here's what's coming. It's like, dude, dude, even if this was like the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler, it's not going to happen the same way. No. It's much later. The tools are different. It'll happen much faster. Well, it's, but it's not going to be the same thing. Like maybe it's just disquieting. It's destabilizing. Something doesn't feel right. It's all looks like a, like a, just a pile of crap on your doorstep. Oh, look who's, look who's ready to, to have a tyranny salami. sandwich. He doesn't LA care. Salami. But you know what? The, the ways to resist it are different. It's not to go buy a gun. That's one way. Opt out of Facebook. That's a good way. You don't, you don't even be nice just to have a gun, even just to go shoot in the woods sometimes. Oh, no, I'm not a gun guy. I never thought I was either. I would. But now I'm kind of picturing some, some walking dead moments here. Yeah. Well, I'm saying if we had, if we had enough weaponry and we had to evacuate. Oh and, my God. That's, and we that's could like the work, argument. You know, yeah, if everybody could, was armed, we'd just be safe. I don't know where I fall. A yeah, lot has changed you, in you my need, world. You that's to, all. You need to reassess. You I'm, still very, I'm still a peacenik, man. Yeah. I remember might, that. I just might buy some guns. Kill him with kindness. And then maybe a gun. Is that how Gandhi would react? Oh, Trump is elected. I must go buy a gun. I just did a racist accent. Yeah, you did. You know what? I heard that Gandhi was kind of a dick. Maybe. I heard that his wife got really sick and he convinced her not to get treatment for it. I forget what the reason was. And then she died. And then when he got sick, he got treated for the same thing. So it reminds me of an episode of Black Mirror I just watched. So take your Gandhi with a grain of salt. You were watching Black Mirror, huh? That B episode got you hooked in, didn't it? I finally, <clears throat> I've watched all of them but one. I'm not going to finish it. What? Why? I don't know. The other one, it's okay. I don't need this dystopian stuff in my head. Did you watch the Christmas special one with John Hamm? I've seen those before. Those are good. Did you watch, did you watch the first one with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard where it's like the Facebook skewer where she's like trying to get likes? Yes, saw that one. God, that one. Who's Bryce Dallas Howard? Ron Howard's daughter. Was she the... She's the lead. Oh, that's Ron Howard's daughter? Yeah, welcome. Welcome didn't, to the show. Didn't know that. Did you watch the third or fourth one? I watched them all. San Junipero? Oh, where everyone's uploaded. All their consciousnesses are uploaded, and they're living out heaven on some... They can decide to die or not, and if they don't die, they go there forever. And Yeah, we've but, talked about that well, on the show. Well, that reminds me of Gandhi, because there's because that was the crux, right? She, the two women fall in love and the woman falls in love, but she says, my husband didn't want to do this. And we watched our 30 and 40 year old daughter die and she couldn't do it. And we're not going to do this. But then, 
So he doesn't do it, but then she's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do it so I can be with my new lover here and enjoy the rest of my life. Gandhi-esque. Good for her. Who gives a fuck? Thanks, Greg. Now, Greg sent us... <coughs> I mean, this is an Oscar-level swag bag. It was amazing. Of natural products and outdoor products. Hell yeah. Via his um, close relationship with White Road Investments, he's a principal figure there, yes. which is the venture arm of Cliff Bar. Yes. Otherwise known as Cliff Bar. Yeah, to some. <laughs> I mean, what was in there? Did, did you understand the, 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 the logic of the gift bag? Uh, there were a lot of Cliff products, and then I think uh, White Road has invested in BioLite, so there was All a- of their investments contributed to the box. Yeah, my favorite thing was the BioLite. It's like a little light that is also, you can charge it via USB, and you can also use it to charge a phone. What is your problem? You're getting really loud on that mic. I'm not you, dude. I know how to know. Oh, do you? Oh, You're yeah. like, but I love that thing. I haven't it used like, it yet, but it it's looks got, good. It's got, you turn it on, big bright white light, you hit it again, it gets a little brighter, you hit it again, it gives you a red light, hit it again, it gives That's you good a for strobing camping. white, and then a strobing red. Now, tell me the actual mechanics of this thing. You, it, is it solar powered? Charges by the sun sort of thing? Nope. No. You have to plug it in. You plug it in, but then you can also charge your devices off of it. You sure can. And guess what else, Greg? Bag- I thought BioLite's big thing was like... Well, yeah, but this is like a little... This is a special little... It's just a nice little thing to have. But they, there was a coupon in there. Did you see the coupon? You can get 15% off... Coupon? A BioLite, a BioLite purchase. <sighs> so I'm, I've been on that site. I'm going to buy some shit. It's part of my prepping, dude. I'm going to have shotguns and pistols, and so I'm going to have I fucking... I do not like this turn of events at I'm all. Gonna, I'm, now who's too loud on the mic? Well, you got me excited because you're all on the mic. No, I'm going to have You get it. closer, I'll get closer. I'm as close. You're just freaked out because I'm leaning forward so I can monitor the garage band, dude. You need all to right, let's keep going. check yourself. I'm going to buy a solar panel, though. But they also have those little uh, stoves that burn twigs that you can use to cook and charge devices. That's what, what I'm getting thinking at. of. That's the thing that can actually be used in well, yeah, but they have third, products third that, world developing countries to power devices yeah, off of. Or in first world countries when sure. everything oh, collapses. Okay. It's, everything's fine. <laughs> God, so many. I got a few Twitter feeds that are just driving me nuts. I've been off. He hasn't been elected yet. He's not going to get elected. He got elected, dude. Yeah. The Electoral College isn't going to vote him in. I think they're probably going to let him in. Yeah. Did you see? I don't think you've seen this. We get. So we had one of these airline miles before they disappear, get some magazines. We got Time Magazine out of it. There's Trump Man of the Year. With the horns, the M. There is the cover, the subversive nature of that cover. But if you open it up, I'd never seen inside. A Time Magazine? <laughs> Trump Tower, his apartment where he's receiving all these guests. It's yeah, it looks, insane. It looks like Liberace decorated. It is insane. It's just wall-to-wall gold. Yeah. These weird murals, this ornate furniture. It's just insane. And like his crest everywhere, right? Like on, on all the towels and shit. And then there was that these photos of the tech titans coming to Trump Tower to meet with him. Oh, God. And he put out Trump-branded water for all of them. He's a hero. It's fucking tacky as shit. Here's my water for all of you to drink. But then all the expressions on their faces in that meeting, they're like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah, there's a great picture I saw of, it was the picture of like Apple. a few people at the table. Then there was a close-up Tim picture Cook. of Tim Cook. And Tim the, Cook, it just like, said, hello, darkness, my old friend. Like the, so the good. Because he all looked right. like so bummed. So what else? You got something from uh I also from got Nutso. something from Nutso, Danielle Nutso. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the uh, t-shirt. You know, you get products. Have you ever had, you've had that. You've been a nutso guy. I've got some nutso in my uh, refrigerator, though. You do? Right now, so. Yeah, oh, so. I had a long chat with Danielle about her seven nuts and seed butter. So good. Oh, yeah, I like it. The kids won't eat it. 
Health health pack too. Health pack, well, packing like, health. It's like thirty bucks a jar or something. We talked about price. <laughs> tough That's hey right. guess what guess what's going to be in my prepper's pantry thank you danielle thank you greg Th- that danielle if you want to send some no, nutso that, that for, was to for me Josh's that, was, that was to the thought leader that was not to the natch crew <laughs> well, I, i'm saying if she wanted to send some for the prepper's pantry the prepper's pantry that's a, a not an upcoming show oh my god out of the studio the prepper's pantry all right yeah let's do it let's do a video of that and the sound cues will just be shotguns cocking vimeo channel of a tour of your prepper's pantry it's, it's a work in progress. Wild Planet Tuna was in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Cliff... Chocolate-covered almonds from, from the, the Cliff, Cliff family. Cliff collection or something. They've got their own line of stuff. We they? just polished off the rosemary almonds and pistachios. So good. There was the hem, uh, hemp hearts, the uh, cocoa, coconut toppers. Yep. Mm. Ooh, and then my, my favorite, the Big Tree Organics. you got the <sighs> coconut sugar. See, I love their cocoa aminos, but I've bought some of their cocoa, cocoa amber syrup. That I'm putting in my teas. This is like a plug. They got a free uh, sponsor out they of did. this. Hey, and I'm going to give you a recipe. There? Who's ready for a recipe? As you can tell, I'm a little sick. Uh, we had, we had a, I had a friend come over yesterday. He actually has two younger kids. We gave him, I gave him our old play kitchen. He was nice enough. He brought me a bottle of whiskey. Mm. It's called like slow and low whiskey. It's got like orange in it. It's really good. And I know this because I had some in some chamomile tea with some uh, cocoa blonde nectar. Oh. So it's sort of like a natural wait, wait, cocoa, a natural hot toddy. So the cocoa blonde nectar is a liquid? It's a liquid. That was not in the gift bag. Not the, the gift, gift bag, bag had the sugar. Yeah. I'm embracing the many sugar. of the big tree products. A couple uh, guayaki, guayaki barmate was in there. I can't drink those. Why? Tinnitus. Caffeine? There's an ass load of caffeine in yerba mate, bro. You're saying no caffeine? I haven't had caffeine in a month, at least. Interesting. Tell you what, I don't miss it either. Interesting. And you, I used to drink like five or six cups of coffee sometimes in a day. No headaches. A lot of people get headaches when they go off caffeine. Yeah, no, that hadn't happened to me. I've, no headaches. I've gone on off it, on and off it. All right. Um, so big tree. Let's get You're welcome to also road. send in products for Pepper's Pantry. There, there won't be guns. I'm joking about that, kind of. No, you're not. You I don't know. see the wheels turning behind those Michael Caine glasses. I've only shot a gun once. It was a shotgun. And I shot a beer can in the woods on a camping trip. Actually, I shot a couple of them. And I immediately felt guilty. I felt like my mom was watching me, because she doesn't like, you know, violence and guns. I was like, as, I, as I was shooting it, I was thinking of, of my mom kind of clucking her tongue watching me shoot a gun. But you didn't ever feel that way, just... Uh, what tripping balls on shrooms? What are you talking about? I mean, the same impulse could be like, oh, my mom wouldn't want me taking these shrooms. Ah. Shrooms? Whatever, whatever things you've done in your life. I don't do recreational drugs, Mark. <clears throat> um, what are we moving on to now? Got the video. You gonna play a little bit or no? What do you want to cue it up first? I'll sure. tell you something though. I'm gonna complain. Why? This came from the watchyard.com. I hate this headline. These black kids rapping about urban farming is the dopest thing that you'll see all week. Yeah. Here's what I hate about it. The first thing I hate is I hate that t- style of headline. This is the best thing you'll see all year. The best thing you'll see all week. The best thing you'll see today. Fucking lazy bullshit journalism. That's not even journalism. That's just lazy whatever marketing. Well, what is watch the yard? But I also don't like, I mean, these black, there's something condescending about these black kids rapping. No, this is a black site. Black Greekdom's digital yard show. Okay. 
Okay, hot stuff. But if it's the black down. side, why would they say watch these black kids rapping? There's I, just kind of something. I get you. Here, the most valuable tangible skills black Greeks. This is like a black Greek website. Why did I get to this? Black Greeks? Yeah, like uh, fraternities. Uh, um, not black Greek. Yes. So they're allowed to call out black kids. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Anyway, this is fucking awesome. It's like this is by the same crew that did. Remember the uh, uh, hot Cheetos and Takis? Are you sure it's the same crew? Yes. Oh, okay, because they make in the well, not the same rappers, but the, I think the same um, video uh, collective collective that wrote wrote and produced wrote the song, produced the video. Oh, okay. Well, we'll hear different some of it now. And different actually, Kate performers, you, different message. Okay. You'll he- hot Cheetos and Takis was gotcha. like we love hot Cheetos and Takis, but you know what? That is Stop some talking. bad shit. That is start. not healthy. Yeah, they'll mention that. Just listen. Serious. But look at what they feeding y'all. That's what's really killing us. Please change the food of my school, make it good. Get that fake food up out of my hood. Hope the message not misunderstood. Grow and cook your own food, yes, you could. Got the little homies in the garden. Got the big homies selling collard greens in the north side. Ain't starving since community cooks been on the scene. Screaming hot Cheetos and Takis, boy, you better eat your broccoli. Fake food is kind of like putting poison in your brain. Need more people at the club. Popping bottles of that water, dabbing on that fast food Pulling veggies out the garden, I go hard, I eat good And I put that on my mama, eating healthy school lunch And that's word to Miss Obama, drinking water, living longer No processed drama, call me John Deere, shawty I be growing like a farmer, dad That's great stuff I'm just saying. Oh, I just no process, no process drama. Was that the line? Yeah, deserves a better headline. That's a that's a nonprofit appetite for change. North Minneapolis fighting food deserts, bringing healthy food into communities that need it. You know the story. So next up, we've got a a real gem of an article. Oh, <clears throat> written by our own uh, gilded Lily. Why can't I close this pop-up ad? Okay, uh, it's on New Hope's website, but not mobile optimized. Their pop-up ad is very hard to close. Strike one. Uh, 2017, in a time that calls for caution we get reg- and regulation, we get Trump. It's by Mark Brush. Behold, mm-hmm. the following 11 predictions. That was predictions. not my headline, but they pulled that from my from listicle. From copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Behold, the following 11 predictions. Well, yeah, for, okay, so- Jesus. <laughs> You're on me about interrupting. I was invited to predict the year to come. Did you use tarot cards? And I gave them a quick, I was like, you know what? People don't want a bunch of stories and stuff. I'm going to give you, I'm just going to leave you 11 quick hits. I was flattered to do it. Um, the gentleman named Todd asked me and then probably pulled this together. I like what he did with that headline. Did you pass, me fa- that, pass me that cough drop. I was going to eat that. I, I have a cold. I need it. <laughs> he, I don't uh, want to interrupt the flow. He excerpted oh. the most sensational piece of copy in the story made it the headline like a pro he's a good editor go but ahead i met todd didn't i behold the following 11 predictions for nutrition america in the wake of november 8 was that todd the bod todd the bod is that what you called him i don't think so well, you were going on about how attractive he was um, i've never called todd the bod all right so mark brush i, don't, I take issue with this chief podcaster at natch That's not right. by half you're not the chief podcaster well, you're the chief podcaster too remember we one did this chief we, whenever I go to a show or did this, we'd said, I just call it. It's funny. Call it. It's not funny. It's hurtful. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, number one, oats rediscovered. Overnight oats, think all day oats. What is that? We've talked about it on this show. 
Oats for dinner, oats for lunch, oats and frozen food meals, oats instead of pasta. You need to flesh this out a little more. No. I'm talking about a reader coming to this cold. What does he mean all day oats? Like soak them all day? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. You missed that one, Todd. (laughs) You should have sent this copy back. No, that's fine. People who know food know that. No, it's good. Oh, yeah, this is an insider's blog. What am I talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Cashews, the next big nut. Okay. That was a joke. I like that there's no uh, <laughs> no follow-up, just a bold... That These are I like. predictions. That's a sweeping statement. That's yeah. true. It's a prediction. Yeah. Prebiotics in Whole Foods. Mm. Like, not capital Whole Foods. You just mean in whole, in food whole form. pieces of food. Not as a, like a, an ingredient. Not a, a supplement. Or a supplement. Expect greater awareness among consumers... With sales momentum in whole food sources like garlic, leeks, and asparagus. Are you saying leeks. that prebiotics occur naturally in these foods? Yes. Mm. Okay. Those, are, those are pretty high in prebiotics. And I, I put leeks in there I, last you night. You hadn't had that conversation Talking to a French yet. friend. Rocky. Rocky. About how much he loves to cook with leeks. A special recipe out of Mark Bittman's Kitchen Matrix cookbook. The whole, all things coming together. It was wonderful. I'm going to make it. So double down on leeks. Well, I cook with leeks all the time. Mm. And I'm not French. Mm. I've been to France. Mm. Personalized nutrition. This is number four. Waiting in the wings. Oh man, this is like this is like broken record shit to me here. I've heard. (laughs) Well, see. I I know this is my sketchpad. I figure out sketchpad. You're going through all like your little slide decks that you're constantly copying and pasting slides from every time you get a research project. That's not true. And like, oh, where's my uh, silicon? Like Silicon Valley's there, but Main Street's not ready yet. I know I've got that on a slide. No, I wrote that just for this. It's on a slide. You're, you're, no, not that. More eagerness in Silicon Valley. (sighs) Silicon, silicone. This conversation every week is fleshing out the ideas. So then you ask me at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll tell you what matters. Um, it's just too early, Mark. Um, this is my prediction. People just aren't ready for personalized nutrition yet, mm, okay? okay? Would you agree with that? Mm, um, Five, th- activism. Think, no, I would think they're going to be very ready once once it's ready. Once it's like, oh, you eat this, this, and this, and you don't have diabetes anymore. Okay. Good point. Activism, ascendant and often misguided. All of that food babe mojo. Nice dig. All of that non-GMO mojo. It'll pop off in weird asymmetrical ways. Mark, <laughs> lyrical where you don't even need to be. Poetic where you could be direct. These I are like quick it. Hits. I got every word counts. <clears throat> they do. Happening already, right? All this Trump takedown, ban Kellogg's. What? Okay. Why? Because they don't like alt right news. Because they did something right. Six sin taxes, fat, good, sugar, bad. It'll take decades, Mark, to unravel this mistake mm. with soda taxes. That's just an early salvo. You're adding words to my copy. That's a, uh, I'm personalizing it. There's more. Well, we actually will close the show with a story about sugar. It'll be good. Good. Works. Seven seaweed, algae, yum. Boom. I like seaweed. Stick that in your prepper shack, prepper's pantry. You better believe prepper's pantry is going to have a crap load of seaweed snacks. Are you kidding me? No, I'm going to have uh, vacuum-sealed bags of dashi. We're going to have good soup while we clean our pistols. CRISPR, that's number eight. CRISPR, yikes. We're already starting to gene edit humans and food. Here we go. Here it is. Here's the money shot, Mark. And in a time that calls for caution and regulation, we get Trump. The universe has a plan for us, Mark, and Trump's part of it. We just got to roll with it, buddy. I guess gene-edited humans are a part of it, too. 
Yeah, they are. Let's see what they're happens. Am, they're among us now, I bet you. They might even be in this room. <laughs> Nine, regenerative ag- agriculture. Oh, this is going to come back in the show, too. Come back Carbon later. farming will come to dominate the ag discussion around the world. <clears throat> More so than organics or GMO. Is that true, Mark? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that one later. I guess This is about the, the danger of unleashing a bunch of greenhouse Don't talk about it right soil, now. Right? Okay. <laughs> oh, 10. Okay, now this one I know for a fact came directly from one of your slide decks. What? <laughs> pulses. I've seen that slide deck. Yeah, I, I've I've looked into pulses before. Oh, I love it. I just like you going through all your little slide decks. And where do you keep those? That's a question I've been meaning to ask. Because there is Google Drive. Is, okay, it must be because there is not a goddamn thing on that computer of yours. You know what inbox zero means for Mark Brush? For most people, it means zero unread messages. For Mark Brush, it means zero messages. He deletes everything out of his Gmail. He secretly thinks That's that will I keep the, the government power. from I don't need a gun. gun. That shit's all back. I just up. need a Google button. Google has that. It's not like it's disappearing in flame and smoke. It's out there. Whatever creepy shit you've been deleting still exists. <laughs> all those newsletters, I guess. <laughs> all those, you know, your communist newsletters. Mm. Pulses, low water, low fertilizer, high nutrition, high times. Mm. Is that like a weed? No, reference? it's not a weed. Rich. Just yeah. hey, in Colorado, we'll anytime see what you we see that, see. I live in Colorado. See what you want to see. 11. And did you pick 11? Was that your arbitrary number? Or did yeah, they I was ask like, you for 11 predictions? No, they were like, and I was, I was like going like, oh, I should give them a top 10. Then I went, you know what? Fuck that. Nobody cares about the number anymore. I'm going to give them 11. It's classic rush. Just a standout. Just a little surprise. Fermentation via supplementation. You can ferment anything. Fermented proteins, fermented grains, fermented botanicals. Boom. Just get it fermented. Yeah. I feel like Do you could have put that, that prediction at the end of last year and it would have been fine though. I mean, ferment, things have been fermenting for a long time now. No, no, but this would be in ingredients and supplements in food. Mm. Not like kimchi. Yeah, I know. Go, go, go buy fermented food. But oh, like you're, you're putting you a, get, a fermented grain into your bread. Instead of eating your uh, Vega One Sport Bar with brown rice protein, you can get that brown fermented brown rice protein in your Vega One Sport Bar. But if, the, but if you cook something fermented, doesn't it lose most of its potency? Mm. It doesn't matter. As long as you can put it on the label, right? Exactly. All right, well done, Mark, Chief Podcaster. That's, hey, that's some real info. That's some that's some uh, stuff for people. They just got it. Yep, most people have to pay for Mark to copy and paste that into it. Just you. zip it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I spent hours making these slides. You act like I'm like, oh, let me just take this one and put this one. I, I know how hard oh, you are. Oh, my work. God, 4 a.m. last week. I love the tease. Son of a bitch. Um, and guess what? Speaking of Trump, as you have been, <laughs> you get, I don't know anything about these next few. Yeah, you're still up <laughs> over and over and over. <clears throat> so I saw a picture on Instagram. I don't remember where it was the other day, but someone had photoshopped Trump's hair onto Kanye's head. Oh yeah. And I was like, wait, we did that. Hell yeah, we did. You know how long ago we did that? Uh-uh. Cast your mind back nine months ago. <sighs> so in essence, this has been gestating for us. This is full term now. We were talking about life of Pablo. You were very intrigued by that album and it's mm. the way it was released and how it was always changing form and it kind of bucked convention on what a what an album could be. And so we were having a conversation about that. He was doing some crazy tweeting at the time. Um, always been an intense figure. Um, but then we start talking about the, some of the parallels between Kanye and Trump. 
it's fascinating stuff, really. Um, and you so can, you're saying we called it nine months ago. Yeah, have a listen. We called it, yeah. What? Because, because all, you know, the album is what you use. It's the touchstone. Right. Like, that's how you tell a, but the album is changing an artist's story. Their biography is entangled with these albums that they release. And he's like, man, I mean, it's, it's this insane. album's not even like ever going to be something that you can judge properly. That's right. What do you, what do you want to judge? Is it the fashion show and the, the playing of it there? Is it the version that came out for four hours on his website you could download that had a had screwed up files, <laughs> had duplicates of songs? Yeah. This is Kanye West. I mean, I get it. But it's a perfect reflection of... It's like the Beatles come out with a new album and go, ah, fuck it. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's what we're going to see in this general election. Is Donald Trump going all Kanye, just like trying to... <laughs> make so much noise and skew so many different things that it's impossible to, it gets to the point where it's impossible for people to pick out the truth. Mm. Mm. So there you go. There's your parallel getting all, <laughs> getting all politico on you. Yeah, you are. I don't think this had anything to do with food. I, I that was my favorite part about it. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going deep on Kanye. I'm fascinated. I know you are. Yeah. But I don't know what else to say. I mean, how can you compete? I can't my astute observation with his twitch. So there you go, Mark. Damn, prescient analysis from one uh, eucalyptus pillow. So prescient, prescient, unbelievable. That uh, yeah, nine months ago you called his um, his whole approach. I said what he was going to do: gaslighting of America, and that's exactly what he did. Very de- that was that came up. Fascism begins when you start when you can't tell what the truth is anymore. Well, then fascism yeah, started I, about five years ago. I know what the fucking truth is. Woo. He's just not telling it. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I know. I am aware. You're aware, but will your kids be aware? Will they have the tools? I saw an article <clears throat> the other day. They put some... To parse Donald Trump's tweet stream? Well, no, but they, put, so. they put like some uh, fake news. Not even fake news, like uh, paid... Uh, Matt, like our marketing copy People and real tell. news in front of kids, and kids couldn't tell the difference. Our kids are going to be fine. Well, we, will, we will educate them. Yep, on on how to shoot guns. God, <laughs> how to skin a squirrel. Unbelievable. I don't even know who AA Gill is. He's actually we've discussed him on the podcast once before too. He wrote, he was a food critic and a journalist, but he wrote this article that I brought up on the show. It was a, a review of the most kind of like exclusive restaurant in France, but it was like the worst restaurant in the world. But like mm. famous people ate there constantly, but he ate, he said it was just terrible, terrible food. Whoa. And it was a brilliant review. It was the one where he com- compared, uh, we talked about that on the show chicken to Bridget Bardot's breast. Does that sound familiar to you? We never talked about that. We did. I, we definitely did. Maybe we've done too many shows. We have. I was easy for me to find the Kanye thing because of the show image. I don't know how I could possibly find that A.A. Gill thing. We need an intern to listen to every episode and no, index no, no. it all. Not yet. Why not? One day. Because somebody might text me. I want to be your intern. I'm like, ah, thank you. Why? We can give people college credit. We can teach them things about new media. Tell me, tell me about the passing of A.A. Gill. Disappointing. You don't, think we, you don't think we've earned an intern? When are you going to train them and talk to them? On Friday mornings, they can come watch a few sessions, get oh, acquainted. I see. I see. Yeah, just with the show. I got it. For a Williams man, you seem to know very little about how internships work. I got it. Your internships are probably handed to you on a gilded platter. I had one internship at the Bank of America where I just, it was in Boston. It was in the winter. It was terrible. I didn't like banking. 
it was so cold and I just couldn't, I stopped getting in there at 9am and then, Oh, brush style. I know all about that. And then the one day where they like decided that they really wanted and needed me, I wasn't there. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) You did the same thing when we were dining out. I was like two or three floors below where the boss was and he was a high powered trader and all this stuff. And then one day something happened. He came looking for me. (laughs) I got it talking to what were you doing? I just hadn't gotten in yet. It was too cold. It's a classic. That's and the fucking tea, that the, the public transit in Boston. It was, oh my God, once you got outside of the city, like it was so slow. It was so slow. It was painful. It would take me like an hour oh, to man. get from this stop to that stop in the cold waiting outside. I was like, oh, I can't Oh, do a it. little shivering brush. It's a little of feet. So A.A. A. Gill uh, passed away. I'll read to you a little bit from his obituary that appeared in The Guardian. <clears throat> the journalist A.A. A. Gill, who has died age 62, less than a month after revealing he was seriously ill with cancer in his newspaper column, once shot a baboon during a Tanzan... (laughs) This is how it starts? Yes. Tanzanian safari. He he described the killing in the Sunday Times in 2009. Quote, I took him just below the armpit. He slumped and slid sideways. I'm told they can be tricky to shoot. They run up trees, hang on for grim life. They die hard, baboons. But not this one. A soft nose, 357, blew his lungs out. That's why you got guns on the brain. So he was actually kind of a divisive figure. Okay. He had, he had a penchant for being kind of a prick. But he was brilliant. Brilliant writer. Just brilliant. Gill shot the animal, he wrote, quote, to get a sense of what it might be like to kill someone, a stranger. You barely see it in all those films. Guns and bodies, barely, barely a close-up of reflection or doubt. You see it in all those films. Guns and bodies, barely a close-up of reflection or doubt. What What does does it it really really feel feel like to to shoot shoot someone or someone's close relative? The killing and the way he wrote about it prompted outrage from animal rights groups. He was unrepentant. Mm. I know perfectly well there is absolutely no excuse for this, he wrote. Hmm. There is no mitigation. Baboon Hmm. isn't good to eat unless you're a leopard. The feeble argument of culling and controlling is much the same as for foxes, a veil for naughty fun. He said, I'm going to be a bad boy. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's right. You like him. That it, well, I didn't know that about him. I really liked the oh articles. God, look at all these quotes. I read several of his articles in the Vanity Fair, and they always impressed me. He was just had a real gift. Can we, can we call and control the quotes you've selected for this moment of the show? There's not that much left. Come on. Oh, boy. So this is crazy. Uh, so he was known to be a food critic? Yes. Those primary means of writing? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a novelist or a... I don't think he wrote any novels. I could be wrong. He mostly was a nonfiction writer. I'm sure he wrote many long essays. About food? All sorts of things. But food, he kind of ended up... That's where he got most of his acclaim, I believe. Okay. Gill, a former smoker, was diagnosed in the autumn with lung cancer that had spread to his neck and pancreas with tumors that were inoperable and unsuitable for radiotherapy. <clears throat> this is the best right here. Great quote. Gill opened his restaurant column three weeks ago with a declaration that he had, quote, an embarrassment of cancer. Mm. Quote, there is barely a morsel of offal that is not included. I have a trucker's gut buster, gimpy, malevolent, meaty malignancy, he wrote. <laughs> It's having a sense of humor about it. Yeah, him and his old being a poet. Um, I think we had this argument before too. I like saying "oh fall." Please proceed. So to to conclude, I don't know. I like I like this guy's writing. There's something I left out. You too clearly about. were touched by the passing of A. A. Gill so much that you created a page worth of stuff to read. 
Yep. On well, a podcast. I also read this like really sad. I mean, he, he had a really severe alcoholism for a while. Like it was really like in his twenties, he was drinking mm. like a bottle of scotch a day. And he talked about like some of the nasty side effects of his, how much of a drunk he was. <clears throat> and then he, uh, he and his dad rode a train, I think toward like a rehab center and drank two bottles of champagne while he was on that train and then went into rehab. And then I think he was sober ever since. I'm going to be ready for the interlude after this. <clears throat> but here's some funny stuff. Here's something he said about Morrissey's autobiography. Oh. So he did. He wrote a review of Morrissey's autobiography. One prick to another. <laughs> yeah. What is surprising is that any publisher would want to publish this, publish the book, not because it is any worse than a lot of other pop memoirs, but because Morrissey is plainly the most ornery, cantankerous, entitled, what is this word? Whinging. Whinging, self-martyred human being who ever drew breath. Whoa. And those are just his good qualities. So there's a tongue lashing from A.A. Gill. He's got it in him. Yeah. On hacks. Glass houses, A.A. Yeah, and on, on hacks. And I don't think he means like computer hacks. I think he means like hack writers here. Oh. <laughs> freedom of speech is what all other human rights and freedoms balance on. That may, that may sound like unspeakable arrogance when applied to restaurant reviews or gossip columns. <clears throat> but that's not the point. Journalism isn't an individual sport like books and plays. It's a team effort. The power of the press is cumulative. It has a conscious human momentum. You can and probably do pit, pick up bits of it and sneer or sigh or fling them with great force at the dog. But together they make up the most precious thing we own. How you feeling about A.A. Gill now, Mark? I like that. On death. Mm. And then we'll get to our interlude. Keep going. I realize I don't have a bucket list. I don't feel I've been cheated of anything. I'd like to have gone to Timbuktu and there are places I will be sorry not to see again. But actually because of the nature of my life... And the nature of what happened to me in my early life, my addiction, I know I have been lucky. So that's why I gave you that aside a minute ago about his drinking. He'd really ravaged his body. Artfully done. I'm a pro, Mark. And now, I mean, that, and that, that was interesting. Oh, look, Sound hot cue came in right there. There he is. Maybe we should throw him on the gram. Oh, there he is with an ascot. I found this picture of him with long hair as a youth that I was trying to put into a mandala. Kind of like we did with the Leonard Cohen when he passed. Yeah. I'll show it to you. I don't know if it'll make the show image. Okay. But now let's listen to, this comes from garagehangover.com. This is a piece of uh, garage rock from Belgium. The Belgium. artist is called Delizia. Oh, so this is old. Yeah, Delizia. The song, J'ai Rendezvous. Sacré vélo, j'ai rendez-vous Dérouille-toi les os sur un bon coup Allons, c'est pas le moment d'être en retard Pour la première fois J'ai rendez-vous Oui, qu'est-ce qu'il va croire si je suis en retard le premier soir Faut que tu te passes car s'il se lasse, il me remplace une fois que je compte sur toi, ben tu déçois T'es mon copain, tu pourrais bien souffrir un bras Allons, allons, pressons, pressons J'ai rendez-vous Et le temps passe Toi, 
comme un champion, mais t'avances pas. Je mords dans ton guidon, tu ne le sens pas. Si t'arrives en retard, je te mets au clou. Comprends bien que ce soir, j'ai rendez-vous, j'ai rendez-vous. Et le temps passe. Welcome back. We've reached the food news eventually portion of Natch 94, but Mark Not would yet. like to share something with you. Not yet. He's, I, he's gone off on a little A.A. Gill uh, tangent here. Well, Couldn't I, help himself. Well, when we went from reading a man's obituary to the French bubble pop, <laughs> I decided, hey, you know, why not? doesn't have to be tonally thematic. Well, death doesn't have to be a, Eater. Be a celebration. I'll make this quick. Eater. Dot com In memoriam, A.A. Gill's most scathing restaurant reviews. <clears throat> Let's start with, this is the, I'll read a long one, then two short ones. This is the long one you were talking about the restaurant in Paris. That's right. From a 2011 Vanity Fair critique. Um, it was the uh, L'Ami Louis. Oui, je rendez-vous. Ah, L'Ami Louis. So, why do the Americans and English come here? Men who, at home, are finickety. Finickety? Finickety, kind of like persnickety. It's different than finicky? Yeah, finickety. Different different breed of cat. Are finickety and fussy about everything, who consider themselves epicurean and cultured. Men who choose their own ties and are trusted with scissors and corporations, (laughs) who have sophisticated on their Facebook pages. Why do they continue to come here? They can't all have brain tumors. The only rationally conceivable answer is Paris. Paris has superpowers. Paris exerts a mercurial force field. This old city has such compelling cultural connotations and aesthetic pheromones, such as nostalgically beguiling cast list. Oh, such a nostalgically beguiling cast list that it defies judgment. You could have killed that. That it defies judgment. It's a confidence trick that can make oreille de cochon out of a sow's ear. Um, Pig's ear in front. Yep. Reputation and expectation are the MSG of fine dining. But still, it's undeniable that Lamy Louis really is special and apart. It has earned an epic accolade. It is, all things considered, entre nous, the worst restaurant in the world. High praise. Scathing. Yeah. All right, here's two quick ones. Café Royale in London. The most depressing and uncongenial meal in an anemic, echoey building made even more wrist-slashingly ghastly by the sad and silent ghosts of a century of culture and elan and bibulous brilliance. Bam. Mic drop. And now we'll go to the Tyroler Hut in London. I tasted a steak, a schnitzel, a bait of herring, all inedible, unless you were as drunk as everyone else in the room (laughs) or on the death watch at an old people's home. (laughs) Ah, uh, see, he will be missed. He had an opinion. That's just hilarious, dude. <laughs> All right. Quick primer. Three news stories this week. One's a just an infographic from basically uh, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization. Agricultural? Agriculture <laughs> Organization? Huh? We're talking about regenerative <clears throat> farming. We're talking about carbon farming. We're talking about stemming the scourge of climate change. I just, I just want people the, to know what this is. Well, yeah, because I've heard that carbon farming is like 
one of the biggest things of 2017. Many are predicting yes. that it's going to reign yes, supreme, right? Have. Many an insider. You, this is legislated now in France and like Australia. Like you have to farm this way. Soils key to unlocking the potential of mitigating, of mitigating and adapting to a changing climate. You don't just stop it. You, you reverse it. it. So look, we've been talking about these things. I thought this would begin to bring it into focus for you. All the bad ways we farm. Here we go. Let me blow this up a little bit. That's right. Blow C- it all up, Mark. CO2 coming out of the soil. We release it. We open up this locked box of bad gases. How do we do it? Overuse of agrochemicals. We remove the vegetation cover. Monocrop. Uh, we compact the soil. We erode the soil. We reduce organic matter. Wetland and peatland drainage. <gasps> Intensive tillage. Ooh. Unsustainable soil management. It sounds like you're reading uh, the Trump EPA's to-do list right there. Now, on the flip side, a more sustainable soil management, which on, can on be... On the hoax side, you mean? Which, which can't fake news, can be well in sync with organic or biodynamic or the non-GMO spirit, but it's a, it's a different... It's a, it's a pivot on this for a while. Yeah. So you get it. Look, here's a little picture of a tree. Mm-hmm. CO2 goes into the tree. It photosynthesizes it. Yeah. Litter falls off the tree, goes into the soil, organic matter. The little cow poops out secretions, goes into the soil. The crops decompose. Yep, that's it. You got healthy soil with all this stuff in it. <clears throat> sounds, sounds very simple. The right kind of practices. Sustainable soil management fosters CO2 sequestration. To boost soil health and contribute to achieving SDGs. Those are not sexually transmitted diseases. Those are sustainability development goals, I think. Mm. Conserving increasing soil biodiversity. Implementation of the something. Reduced tillage. Crop rotation. Diversification. Better soil surface coverage. That's a big thing. What do they call it when you, uh, there we go. Urbanization, soil sealing. You just pave over the soil. It's gone. Hmm. Unpave it. Reduce soil contamination, monitoring soil organic carbon stocks, preserving wetlands, peatlands, blah, blah, blah. There it is. Regenerative agriculture. Here to save us. A cure for one hot world. <laughs> almost, that, almost a Dave Matthews song. Is that your tagline? No. Uh, your world is a wonderland. Is that Dave Matthews? That's John Mayer. Oh. It's your body. It's equally milk toast. Quartz Magazine, Inside the Battle to Convince America to Eat Meatless Burgers by our boy Chase Purdy. I gave you a Quartz story. Yeah, you did. Uh, So according to this article, there's a fight going on over burgers. Only cows are watching from the sidelines. Let me me guess. So if there's a fight going on, I haven't read this. I'm going to guess that the main combatants are impossible. Bing. Beyond. Bing again. Main two? Yep. But what this article's about is the two very different approaches they're taking. Okay. So Beyond Meat, I'm sure you've seen it. Sure. uh, On the shelves at the Whole Foods. It's like, it's in the meat cooler, which that's, and that's, I guess, one of the clear indicators that this is a a meat product for meat or a meatless product for meat eaters. They're not going to lure any vegans over to the meat. Like, I don't even think a vegan would feel comfortable pulling that out of the meat case. You know, they'd have to reach right next to a pot roast. Lines around veganism. The whole what? Let's not get into the lines drawn around veganism. 
There's just one line, line dude. I even, I, I'm like, am I crazy? So I looked up the definition. It is someone who does not consume or use animal products. It's I, like, I get it. Super <laughs> easy to define. Oh boy. All right. So technically, yes, they could reach in to the meat case and grab out the beyond meat. But as I've talked about on this podcast, like, <clears throat> and I've got a couple of patties in the fridge right now, man. God. Had some earlier this week. That's what she said. Well, no, check. You know, I've told you about the time I ate one and then went to yoga and I had like meat sweats. Yeah, the fake meat sweats. I made some the other night on Tuesday. Uh, we ate them and then we left the house. We went to see uh, the Denver Center of the Performing Arts uh, performance of uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, with the kids. Charles Dickens' Immortal Classic. Mm. It's wonderful. Came back like... Was it wonderful? It was great. Yeah, right. No, Go ahead. Fucking good. Good. And the kids were primed because we watched uh, the Bill Murray classic Scrooged a couple nights before. So they kind of knew the story. And even though the language was, you know, like Victorian or whatever, a little hard to follow, they, they knew the storyline. They figured it all out. My kids are going to be just fine. They can tell a fake news story for a real news story. Came back a couple hours later. The house just still reeked of meat. But there had <laughs> not been any meat cooked. Really? Yeah. Something <clears throat> is up. So anyway, the beyond meat approach is to like hit meat eaters like right in the face when they're getting meat. They might even pick this shit up on accident. It looks so much like meat. Oh, okay. Impossible Foods, however, uh, they're using social media and celebrity chefs to drive attention to their product. So that's, that is a different approach. Um, let, me, let me read you a quote, Mark. You ready for you're one? You're doing a bang up job. For both companies to, su- to succeed, what they've got to do is simple, says Phil Lempert, an industry analyst. <gasps> supermarket guru. Who has studied supermarkets for more than two decades. He's they've, known as the supermarket guru. I believe you. They've got to get this product into people's mouths. Okay, great quote. Then they can talk about all the benefits of it. <laughs> ah, um, I see. So Impossible Foods in June teamed up with celebrity restaurateur David Chang. Mm-hmm. Got that Momofuku cookbook mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Oh, you want to shout out your buddy? Shout out my pal Aaron. Very kind of him. He gave me this cookbook, the Momofuku cookbook. All the way back to the Felix and the Mambo King episode. Yeah, if you go back to the birthday Mambo episode, Mark will tell you the number on that one momentarily. You can hear, hear Aaron. Uh, ooh. Oh, my God. Dude, I have a cold. That's not. You always have this cold. <laughs> my, boy, my puberty cold? By which cold? you mean your puberty <clears throat> voice. Go ahead. Forever Young, like that Rod Stewart song. Yep, good. Uh, so anyway, David... Felix, Felix okay. and the Birthday Mambo, episode 67. <clears throat> 67, that's a great episode. 67. Um, so David Chang offered uh, Impossible Foods, is that what they're called? Yes. He offered their meatless burger at um, one of his restaurants, Momofuku Nishi. Word of the offering immediately splashed across the news, including outlets as diverse as Vogue and the New York Post. Great newspaper. The New York yeah, wow. Cool. Uh, all of those publications offered the same thing, a glimpse at the non-meat burger that literally, literally bleeds. It bleeds. That's the one with the heme. Yeah. Which is the bleeding protein. Yeah. Is it out of beets? No, it's not out of beets. It's just the peem. Mm-hmm. Whereas Beyond uses the beets, I think. I might be getting that wrong. Let me get my mic a little closer here. I don't think I am, though. Probably not. You're an insider. I think I know this stuff. Uh, so here's another notable thing that has happened recently. In October, Tyson Foods announced uh, that they, uh, Investment. they invested an undisclosed amount of money for a 5% stake. Beyond. In Beyond. So looks like Mark can just finish the story up for me. He's, he's got oh, all... God. 
I don't even know if you read it. <laughs> I did read it. I just forgot to copy and paste a quote into your precious Google Doc. So what is your takeaway from this? Who's going to win that battle? Out of the two of them? Yeah, if you had to pick. Who's the winner in the meatless burger battle? Um, I mean, I haven't had Impossible Foods, but it seems like their approach is sort of preaching to the choir a bit. People who are going to eat at David Chang's restaurants are probably also reading a lot of thoughtful journalism about the state of the world. They probably okay. know that meat is not sustainable. Okay. And I think you need to go for the more populist. <laughs> this is a populist era, right? So I think going at the grocery store is the right way to do it. Hmm. Beyond. But I don't think, I mean, beyond tastes freakishly like meat. So hmm. I bet you could serve that to a meat eater. Four out of five of them. Well, they probably t- taste Look a little at that. But but again, this is like still boutique-y. I don't think this stuff's going to catch on until the price point of meat is just too high and an alternative needs to uh, needs to emerge for fiscal reasons. People aren't going to give a shit about, clearly enough people don't give a shit about the welfare of the planet to like start not eating or stop eating meat for that reason. And as we've covered on this podcast, there's a meat, there's, we're in the midst of a meat surplus. So meat's not going to get more expensive anytime soon, even though it should, because it's horrible to be using all that water to raise beef when there's droughts all over the world. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just uh-huh. a podcaster. I'm just, I'm just curious about sort of a layman's perspective on who's going to win that battle. Then go find a, find a layman, Mark, because <laughs> I'm an insider at this point. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's really a question of either one of them beating the other one. Room for both, huh? What I think, yeah, the one thing, like Tyson, realizing that there's a future here is, it's a big is deal. An early good, it's a good early sign. It's a weird, yeah, it's kind of like a whoa, really. Huh. So that means they, they've seen the writing on the wall. They want to get away from torturing chickens. Well, they know, no, I bet it's more of a business thing. They know that ultimately oh, it's just yeah, going to become too right. expensive. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it's going to be too expensive. Well, it may or may not be that. It may still be a business thing, but it's just... Huh, that's growing a lot faster over there. A lot of people are talking about not eating meat. We need to get in that game without thinking that the, the death of meat is imminent. Nigh. I think I got a story next week for that. In Lempert's es- some, estimation? Let me quote some, from the some, article Some here. data around the, the, the viability of meat in our future. Your, your, super mi- your supermarket siren, Lempert, uh, in his estimation, Beyond Meat is well-positioned because it already has good brand standing, mm-hmm. and it's increasingly available in retail outlets throughout the U.S. Still, both companies would have a lot to gain by, tur- by uh, turning to the other's playbook, he says. I think that for Beyond Meat, they need some <clears> buzz <throat> with chefs because for today's environment, that's important to consumers, especially for millennials. And I think for Impossible Foods, they need supermarket because that's where they're going to need to sell, and that's how you make the money. So there you go. Yep. I think I, think I don't be, think one's going to beat the other necessarily. Beyond Meat has a good head start. It's established at retail. I think they sell the burgers at some Whole Foods counters. Where can you buy the Impossible you buy, food? It's you have too, to go to a it's, restaurant it's, or something. It's not as dist- it's not as well distributed, but it has more of um, it has more Silicon Valley allure. Which you could kind of... Like more high-profile investors, and it's like we've really cracked the code. And it's not like we just took an interesting group of plants. We've rebuilt it from the ground up. and But you know what? It's probably just the same fucking plants. Well, and you could like kind of make it a little bit of molecular gastronomy. You could angle it that way if you wanted. Yeah, there was a guy hanging something on my door. So there you go, Mark. There's, there's your report from the meatless future. Is sugar killing us? Yes. 
episode 94, Natch. That's it? Gary Tobes. 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 The Tobester. Wall Street Journal. Many argue that sugar in moderation is benign, but that assumption has been up for debate for as long as we have added sugar to our diets. Anti-sugar forces, myself included, continue to warn that sugar, both the crystalline variety that we put in our coffee and high fructose corn syrup, may be a fundamental cause of disease. Which diseases? Diabetes. Of course. Cancer. Sure. Hypertension. Kinda. Baldness. Cardiovascular diseases, a lot of them stemming off of obesity, diabetes, common colors. Here's a, I'm going to give you the timeline of disaster because he does, he does a good job of, um, how we got here. Lay it on me, man. Mid 19th century. The candy, chocolate and ice cream industries are born. So think about that. So it's the advent of refrigeration. Nope. Back in 18, whatever, you wouldn't even have chocolate and candy and ice cream. You could make ice cream, couldn't you? You need ice. The, in as, the an winter. In, as an industry, yeah, you had to make it yourself. Now you can buy it. Yep. Soft drinks, 1880s. Started 1880s? And oh, back when Coca-Cola had cocaine in it? Sure. Early soft drinks. That's a little bit more sugar. Inexpens- inexpensive home refrigeration. In your home, inexpensive. You can afford it. Refrigeration. Debut in the 1930s. So, more cold soft drinks in your house. Frozen juice concentrates after World War II. We started having fruit juice for breakfast. Did, did you, were you in a household that had like the orange juice concentrate where you poured the water in and like... I remember that. Took like a half hour to chop it all down with a wooden spoon. I remember that. Shit sucked. But I also remember like having... I don't have it anymore, but having orange juice, cranberry juices for breakfast. Got a bunch of added sugar in there. You with me? I'm with you. 1940s. Post's sugar crisp breakfast cereal is born. First sugary cereal. Before that, it was just the little health food granola stuff. What are you doing right now? We haven't thrown a story up in a while. Jesus. 1960s. Kids breakfast cereal has been transformed into lower fat versions of dessert. So that post sugar crisp goes nuts. All kids cereals, 1960s. Sugar. Finally, high fructose corn syrup in the 1970s. You add all that up. Oh, crap. <coughs> oh, jeez. A little uh, rough spot in the audio there. You add all that up, and you get... Oh, no. Crap. Go away. I can't, oh, sometimes I get this flag on Wall Street Journal articles, like you have to subscribe, and sometimes I don't. I don't know. All I right, I guess the insight will have to, have to wait. Well, I was going to tell you how, much, how many pounds of sugar we eat a year now, but I can't find it. It's a lot. Oh, I know. It's uh, 100 billion tons of sugar each year, T-O-N-A-S. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that some 75 million Americans now suffer from metabolic syndrome. If sugar consumption is the trigger, as 50 years of research suggests, then it might be as much of a direct cause of diabetes as smoking cigarettes is of lung cancer. We've known that, right? That's a, that's a call out right there. Boom. In, your, in the face. I'm going to say it in that's the face. That's a pick. Without sugar in our diets, diabetes might be an exceedingly rare disease, as it appears once to have been. When Yudkin, the researcher, and others suggested as much Yudkin. in the 1970s, the consensus opinion among nutritionists and physicians was that dietary fat was the primary dietary evil. They considered sugar relatively benign. We have been living with the consequences. Ever since. 
Wow. Sugar. Same old story. Same old song and dance. Well, it's compelling. Clearly stated, sugar's the devil. It's bad. Kick it out of stuff. It's just adding. Why do we add sugar to everything? Because it tastes good. And we stop eating fat. There's all. There's crazy stories. I'm tired of the, the whole fat renaissance, too. That's what are you going to eat, then? Pretzels. <laughs> you got you to gotta, gotta kind of... To, to get some calories and some protein and some stuff in you, you're going to have to pick no, some fine of these. With, you know, but like just buying big jars of bespoke duck fat. I mean, come on. Like, mm. I don't know if that's good for you. Here's the theory. Your body requires, you can get, you can have healthy fats and unhealthy fats. It doesn't require hamburger all day long. Right. But it requires fats, oils, oils. avocado like oils. oils, coconut oils. You tried that for a while. I, I've been, I cook with a lot of avocado oil, actually. In yeah. fact, the uh, spaghetti squash that I served you uh-huh. with uh it was roasted spaghetti squash. It was rubbed with olive oil. Sauteed some onions and garlic, and so, or I mean in avocado oil. Sauteed some ar- uh, onion, ar- onions and <laughs> garlic. I'm losing it. In avocado oil, and then uh, threw in some butter beans and some peas. So I know about it those fats. Good. I appreciate it. Thank Wasn't you. Wasn't that nice? But you don't do coconut oil anymore, right? You don't, like, just, you don't like your cholesterol spike. No, that's just for lubing up the body. Yeah, God. <clears throat> well, so... The trick with coconut oil is got, it's got those healthy combination of those fatty acids. C10, C8, MCT oil. <laughs> nothing, right? fun, nothing funnier. Yeah. Right? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your body needs these fats to be healthy and to function at a cellular level. And when it can't find them because you've taken all the fat out of food, low-fat foods, or you're just avoiding fats... It finds tiny bits of fat in all the junk food. And so it says, I need a shit ton of that in order to be healthy. And you start eating a ton of junk food. So if you reintroduce the fats in a healthy way. The craving for junk food just dissolves. There you go. And then you go on your little fat fast. Match 94. Thank you for listening. Oh, wait a minute. Let's do, uh, we need to tell, let's bear with. (coughs) So we, we have this show. We've had it for a while now. We're going to creeping up on episode 100. Yeah, we love this show. This is the foundation. It's the flagship from which an empire is built. Yep, flagship's not going anywhere. It's going to happen every week. We do it. We used to release it on Fridays. We're going to release it on Mondays now. That's right. The reason what 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 can people look for on Fridays? Well, the reason for that is because we we're carving not one but two additional weekly shows off of the Natch platform. That's right. You may have heard one. A.A. Gill couldn't have put it better, Mark. You may have heard one called In the Face. It's where we talk football. In the Face! Fridays. Fridays. Hey, In the Face Fridays. So easy to remember. Just in time, because it's got the weekly picks. Just in time for Sunday action. <laughs> yeah, you might miss the Thursday. I usually don't pick the Thursday night game anyway, so you're on your own Sunday there. Action. Friday In the Face, Monday Natch, Wednesday. That's three times a week. Every other day during the work week, you're going to get a show. Yep. And on Wednesdays, you're going to get Book Buddies. It's our, it's our uh, book club for people. And for the first uh, installment of Book Buddies, we're going to read Please Kill Me, The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. We're going to read the first part. We're going to read up to page 93. It's called, what's it called? The first part's called, I, I want to. It's like, be your dog or I want to be your dog. Oh, boy. Like, great. I want to be your dog. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I've already, I, I can't, like, if that book's sitting near me, I just got to read it. And I've read it before. I have intentionally not been, I'm, I'm about to do it. Who's on the cover here? I'm not even totally sure who that is. It might be the, like, Heartbreakers, like Johnny Thunders. Or the Strokes? That's not the fucking Strokes. <laughs> it's not the Ramones. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think it might be the What's Heartbreakers. That's well, a that's pop, on the, pop on the back. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't started. But that's going to be on Wednesdays. Monday Natch. Wednesday Book Buddies. I can't say it. Wednesday book buddies. <laughs> book club for people. Read along with us. Seriously, go buy this book. It's a great book. Friday in uh, in the face. We're going to stick them all in our arse. If you subscribe to one, you subscribe to all. You don't have to, you know, you can listen to the one you like. Pick and choose. They're all going to play off each other. Borg. It's like you're at the buffet. You can, can, they're take, you can listen to each as other. much or as little as you want. A little cross-pollination. But, you know, we just want to carry you through the work week. We're excited. now, And you know what? I don't. In the face is definitely going to go through the Super Bowl, but then it might go away for a while. I don't know. And in the face, it's been a runaway hit. Right. The people are loving uh, my picks. They're loving the tarot readings. Book Buddies is going to be even bigger, and it's <laughs> and it's it's going to. Um, it's sure to impress. I mean, it's a big book. It might take us a few to do that, but you know. Well, how many parts are in? Let it, me right? just say that what I'm trying to say is you don't know what you're going to. It's like a box box of chocolates. You never know what you That RSS get. feed, you don't know what you get every week. One week, it might be all three. Then you're like, oh, they just finished that book. Is Book Buddies going to be back next week? And then you're going to be like, God, I hope so. And oh, it wasn't out this week. What uh, happened? Well, we were picking a new book. Yeah. But you know we got your back. You know we love you. Episode 94, Natch. Uh, whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk. What's that number, Soundhawk? Blech. All right. Um, so let's... Uh, Let's go back to the eucalyptus pillow. I need a nap. I need a fucking See you next drop. week, 95. I need some hot tea. <laughs> <laughs>